Welcome to IDH Podcasts with me, Manija Kodirova. I have with me Aris Vanjaya, our Landscape Program Manager in Indonesia. Today we are going to zoom into the West Kalimantan region of Indonesia and discuss alternative livelihood options as a means to protect the pristine Bornean forests. The island of Borneo hosts one of the most important tropical forests in the world. It has also experienced massive deforestation in the recent past due to logging, palm oil production, and other activities that have actually taken millions of people out of poverty. To de-link economic development from deforestation, the Indonesian government has over the years taken many different approaches to prevent deforestation. And it has become clear that the most effective way to protect the forest is also to provide the people who depend on it with alternative livelihood options. Provincial level governments, for example, are implementing green growth plans. And at the local level, work is being done to involve the community in protecting the forest. One example is the village forest scheme, which will be the topic of our discussion today. Aris, welcome to the podcast. Could you start by explaining what this scheme is, how it came about and how it works? Village Forest is a social forestry program from the national government to allow the government grant a license or permits for the communities to manage and protect forests within their surrounding living area. In our case, in Village Forest Padang Tikar, the national government granted 76,000 hectares of forest, combinations of protected forest and production forest, to the 10 villages in Padang Tikar Island. Before they get the license, the community must propose to the government that they have a long-term management to protect and manage the 76,000 hectares of the, of the forest. In addition to that, the communities also must show to the government that they have a business plan uh, in order to finance the activities and the management of the village forest in the long-term vision. In order to support the village management activities and its management, of course, then the 10 villages, the, the village forest management must uh, establish uh, governance structures, including several additional entities that will support the business development, for example, credit union, cooperative, even a private entity. Uh, one of the examples of a business development in Padang Tikar Village Forest is, is the coconut charcoal. So we are with our local partners uh, giving trainings uh, and also bringing new methods of uh, burning the charcoal uh, efficiently. Uh, and as a result, the, the communities who work for that particular communities can improve their production. And also the products that they produce now fits with the requirements from the from the market, for example, from the from the drainage uh, level. As the result, the communities now can can earn uh, more money, and also can use the money to to develop their fillets and also to to finance the protection. What about the credit unions? Credit union is one of the entity that established by the local partners and also the the villages. Uh, within the village forest uh, management uh, in order to support their business development purposes. The reasons why we established the credit union is because the entity could provide a learning platform for the communities 
in terms of uh, saving the money and use the money wisely for their uh, business development by providing or by introducing the credit union as well, then the communities can get a really good financial management at small scale that later on hopefully could be scaled up into a bigger scale. Uh, we are seeing the benefits uh, of the communities uh, already uh, from the credit union. So in the first seven months, the credit union that that working closely with the cooperative that also established by the, the villagers already had a revenue around 170,000 uh, euros only from the coconut charcoal, thanks to the efficient way of the productions where the communities could sell 600 to 800 tons of coconut charcoals per month. How many people does a village forest scheme reach? The village forest scheme actually reaches almost 6,000 uh, households as the direct beneficiaries because they are members of the cooperative, the village forest management, uh, also members of the, the credit unions and also the, the private entity. Uh, actually, numbers of households in the Padantikar Island, almost 13,000. At this moment, we are trying to expand the the reach out of our program to the wider area in the island. So clearly this helps improve community income levels and livelihoods, but how does it help protect the forest? We believe that by improving the livelihoods uh, of the villagers within the village forest, then basically we will see that they won't rely their uh, livelihood from cutting the trees uh, anymore. Some villagers uh, in the past used the, the mangrove trees for traditional charcoal. But now most of them are making more money producing coconut charcoal, honey, or other sustainable commodities. So they no longer have a financial interest in cutting down the mangrove or the, the forest. Uh, the same also goes for the silver fisheries scheme that we are implementing in the village forest, where the, the ponds build between the, the mangrove trees without damaging the, the trees. So the idea is to, to encourage the communities or the villagers to do uh, monitoring and patrolling for their silver uh, fisheries ponds, let's say crabs or shrimp. But at the same time, they're also doing the monitoring and protections for the, the mangrove forests uh, surrounding their ponds because uh, they also want to avoid any illegal activities happens surrounding their, their ponds. The, the civil fishery scheme really depends so much on the healthy of the, of the forest or the mangrove as their main source for, the, for feeding the, the crab or the, the stream. Uh, in addition to that, uh, with our local partners, we also establish mechanisms or a structure for the village forest so that money that uh, received from their commodities development can be uh, used some of the of the money for the protections and and rehabilitation uh, purposes uh, we have the structures already and uh, we believe that we can progress or uh, operate the, the structures this year and what is the biggest challenge for this project i see two big challenges for this project first is how, how do we ensure that the governance structure, the system in the village forest uh, work for the long term? At this moment, they are in the transition period, basically from zero to the village forest uh, management. So 
So they really need help in terms of ensuring that the system that already in place can can run, can work uh, in long term. The second one is is to ensure that this model, including the business development within the the village forest, can work at scale. There are not many examples of uh, working village forest in Indonesia uh, which have really strong business model that link with the market and link with the buyers so that the village forest can get incentive uh, when they're protecting the forest. Thank you, Aris. Uh, that was Aris Panjaya talking about village forest schemes in West Kalimantan, Indonesia. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in. Until next time. <laughs>